With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Trevor Lawrence, the Jags quarterback, joining us on behalf of Gatorade. To learn more about uh, the Gatorade Player of the Year program, visit playeroftheyear.gatorade.com or check out Gatorade POY on YouTube as we make way for the first, first overall pick of the Jags. Trevor Lawrence joining us on the program. You know, I was wondering, you just got there, how difficult is it to uh, – Try to remember everybody's name. It's hard. Yeah, I'm trying trying to do that right now. I've learned a lot of a lot of the guys and a lot of the whole just buildings names of, of all the people, staff, everyone. Uh, that's something that's important to me. So it's been hard. It's like going to you know your first day of school or something and trying to remember everyone's name. <laughs> okay, but how do you fool people if you don't know their names? What's your go to? Well, I mean, honestly people that I'm even really close with, I'm not calling them by name that much anyway. So it's always like, what's up, man. I already kind of talk like that. What's up, dude. So it doesn't really sound any different anyways, which is, which is good. But yeah, I definitely don't like that feeling. of not knowing someone's name. What was your second best sport? Second best sport? Uh, probably basketball. I mean, I, I wasn't great. I was okay, but I really, I really liked playing basketball. That was the one other sport that I actually played kind of like just for fun when I wasn't playing football. So I've always really, really loved playing basketball. But you're tall. You're expected to be good. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I could shoot a little bit. I'm, I'm one of those guys that was tall, but really liked to shoot and try to handle the ball. wasn't very good at it, but that's like what I wanted to do. <laughs> I didn't want to get in there and get rebounds. Who plays basketball the way you played in high school? Um, it's a hard question. I nobody probably. Girl, I, I'd be playing basketball if I played like anyone. <laughs> well, well, no, had a similar game like that guy. You know, just shot out a tall guy like Dirk Nowitzki. Like, uh, I I guess that's a lofty uh, comparison. So, <laughs> I guess that you could use that. Who's the defender that you look forward to playing against? Um, to be honest, I haven't really, I mean, there's, there's so many great ones. I haven't really been focused on one guy, uh, from a specific team that I'm looking forward to playing against. I've been trying to ski this learning curve and prepare as, as well as I can to be ready. So I haven't even really thought about it, but there's a, there's a ton of good ones. So it's going to be fun. So, um, I know we play in LA this year, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys from each team that are going to be a, a fun challenge. What about former teammates who now get a chance to hit you? Oh, that's one. I, that was the first one I should have said. I actually talked to Christian Wilkins Ooh. play. You know, we played the dolphins in, in London. So I, uh, <laughs> told him I was going to take him out to dinner before we play. So <laughs> That's a veteran move on your part there. <laughs> yeah. He, he wasn't going for it. So we'll see. When did you start to think that you could be an NFL quarterback? Like what age? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I think probably sometime in high school that became more realistic and, and something I really was thinking more about accomplishing. Um, as a kid though, I'll, I'll be the first to say it, it wasn't really like a, a dream of mine necessarily. I don't even think I went that far. It was more, I just want to be a college quarterback. That was what I grew up watching. I didn't watch as much NFL as I did college. So that was kind of always my dream was, hey, I want to go to a big big school and play quarterback. And then as I got older and that became, okay, I'm going to do that. That's kind of the next step. And then it's looking forward, like, let's see how far we can take this. So probably sometime in high school, sophomore, freshman, sophomore year. I'm not not really sure. Who's funnier, Urban Meyer or Dabo? <laughs> it depends what what kind of sense of humor you are. Um, I think Coach Coach Sweeney or Coach Sweeney is funnier to laugh at for sure. Laugh at? <laughs> yeah, then, then Coach Meyer. Coach Sweeney is just goofy. Um, Coach Coach Meyer is a little bit more dry sense of humor, um, but he's he's awesome. So both are different but similar in the way they lead, and it's been it's been interesting getting to see the um, different personalities. But I really have a, lot, a ton of respect and enjoy being around both of them. He's Trevor Lawrence, the Jags quarterback. Um, what happened on draft night where you didn't have your your phone on? The Jags are trying to call. No, I had I had it on. I, I don't know what happened. Um, I didn't get the calls. So I, my, my place in Clemson is the service is terrible. I'm out kind of in the woods, um, far out there. So I guess they just didn't get to me because I was sitting there waiting on them. Uh, kind of got nervous there for a second. Did you get nervous at all? I mean, did you, did you start to think, Oh my gosh, you know, maybe they're taking Zach Wilson. No, not really. I was, uh, I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really sweat too much, but I was, I didn't know that they tried to call me until I got there the next day when I was visiting and they were like, Dude, we, we, I guess we either had the wrong number or whatever. And they called me from coach Meyer's phone. 
So no, I wouldn't, I wasn't too worried. I was just like, dang, it's a long 10 minutes to sit here and wait on someone to call you. <laughs> it's not how the process is supposed to go. Yeah. Um, did you, did you have a honeymoon? Did you have time for a honeymoon? No, not yet. We're planning on uh, taking one in July when we get a little bit of time. But we, we stayed at the wedding venue for a couple of days after we got married. And then just, it was such a crazy time. I really didn't have time to go take a week or so and just be alone. So we're looking forward to, to doing that later this summer. When you were a Gatorade Player of the Year, what did that kind of signify to you? It's just... It was the first time, I guess, I was really um, represented, if you, if you'll say that, by a brand like Gatorade. You know, such a such a big brand that I've been around since I was a kid that I've loved. Um, and then, <clears throat> kind of combining that with my high school, my team, all that. You know, the success I was able to have it was really special. And um, yeah, I was just able. I'm sure it's kind of where you're leading. I was just able to present the 2021 Gatorade uh, National Football Player of the Year to Jackson yesterday. So that was really special and cool to be a part of kind of on the other side of that. And just really cool to be able to spend a little bit of time with him. This is the the biggest and best high school sports award there is. So for me to, you know, I was the state player of the year to be a part of that when I was in high school, then turn around four years later, three or four years later, whatever it is, and be able to present it to someone national player of the year was really was really cool yeah jackson dart he's uh, out of utah and i know that he's a usc recruit that that sounds like like a quarterback's name like you, you're throwing darts right pretty cool name he's, yeah. he's a quarterback yeah uh we're about uh seven or eight minutes in i haven't asked uh tim tebow a question are you impressed by that uh that might be the record for the last. <laughs> okay, do you have a statement prepared? Is there a question that you want me to ask about Tebow that you're prepared to answer? I'm a I'm an open book, and I don't. You can ask whatever. It's not going to surprise me. Have you practiced <laughs> with Tim? I have. We've gotten three practices in together now. I think I believe it was thir- last Thursday, uh, Monday, and yesterday. So what are you? Good. What are your impressions? He looks good. Uh, I mean, he's in great shape. He's running well. You can tell he's been training. Uh, he came in here and he's in great shape, like I said. And then I think just mentally, he's picking everything up really quickly. I think it's, it helps him that he played quarterback and he's learned a few different systems. And Have you so yelled at him yet? Because the quarterback gets to yell at people. <laughs> no, no, no. I haven't, uh, I, haven't, I haven't got to yet. He's been, really, he's been awesome. Uh, people have been asking me and Everything they and I, I didn't know Tim at all until I met him last week, actually. So I never even talked to him. And uh, we've had a few good conversations and everything that you hear about him from what I've been able to tell is true. You know, great character, just a guy you want to be around. You want to have around your team just because he brings another element um, and just a guy that's been through a lot and has won and has done it at a high level. Is it's, it's cool to be around that and a guy that was so big when I first started getting into into football, you know, I was probably 10 or 11 when he was at Florida. So it's really cool. Now it's just weird. Like being his teammate now is, it's a interesting dynamic, but, but it's, but have you said to him, Hey, I grew up watching you. Like it's probably, yeah, no, I, I haven't, we have, you know, we've been talking about a lot of different, a lot of other different things, but, and I hadn't really thought about it until someone asked me a couple of days ago. And I was like, dang, you know, this is the guy I grew up watching and 
playing with on like NCAA games and stuff. So it is weird. Wait, so of, you were Tebow playing video games? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, at some point. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, good luck. Uh, going to be quite a journey there, but uh, mate, got Urban Meyer though on your side now. You're, you're used to going against Urban. Now he's on your side. No doubt. We got a, well, we got a good group. We're really excited. Everyone's been working hard. So we're excited for this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you, Trevor, and good luck. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it, man. Trevor Lawrence. Learn more about the Gatorade Player of the Year program. Visit playeroftheyear.gatorade.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. 
touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan, see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Let's say you had been out of the country for a while and you came back over and you saw the celebration after the Knicks game against the Hawks outside the garden. You got guys with their shirts off, cars beeping. Like You would have thought that somebody just won a championship there. You just knocked off the pesky Atlanta Hawks in game two of your opening round series. But, you know, that's me being sarcastic here. You know, not a Knicks fan, but certainly understand that place. And when it's rocking, there's no other venue like it in all the sports. We'll talk to Mike Breen, the voice of the Knicks. He was on the call last night. He probably couldn't sleep last night, I'm guessing. After a big win like that, the Hall of Famer, Mike Breen, on the call with the uh, Knicks over the Hawks. Greeny, thanks for joining us. Can you put it into words how big that win was last night? Well, they won a championship, Dano, as you said. <laughs> it, it, was, uh, it was so emotional. And the same thing Sunday night, game one. And, and obviously a lot had to do with the Knicks' performance. But there's so much more that went into it. Um, and, and it's kind of hard to describe, but... Um, it was like the perfect storm. Here you have this loyal, hungry fan base that has been tortured and heartbroken time and time again, not just with no playoffs, but brutal seasons. So eight years of going through that, that's number one. And I think just as important is the, the pandemic. It's kind of like the family reunion. We've all watched those videos of families who haven't seen each other for a year and they, they get to see their mother or father for the first time or their brothers and it's so emotional. It was like the Nick family reunion at the garden. And, and right after the national anthem of game one Sunday, you know, this powerful national anthem, one of the, the great stars of Hamilton sang it. And then the, the, the chance start, I was looking around the arena and our broadcast location is, is in now, it's about 20 rows up. So we're in the midst of the fans, not on the court. Uh, there were people who were crying, and not just a couple. There were a lot. It was such an emotional thing because it was really the first sports gathering uh, in New York City, which, like many cities, went through you know horrific times. So the emotions just they got you caught up. I, I was emotional myself. But to explain this to somebody, and you you do games all over the NBA in every venue, but to where does this atmosphere rank of, of the different basketball arenas that you've called games in? Well, I, I, full disclosure, uh, I'm probably not the most objective. I grew up in New York. I've lived in New York my whole life. I've been a, you know, was a Nick fan when I was seven years old, captured by Clyde and Willis and the Busher. Uh, so I might not be the most objective, but I think in a big event, in a big game, there's no better building in, in sports. And uh, again, because it has not had that, 
let me put it this way. Over the last several years, there's been games in April where the Knicks are 20 games under 500. They've been eliminated from playoff consideration for, for a month or so. And if it's a two-point game with two minutes to go, the building sounds like it's game seven of the finals. It's, it's crazy because of this, this hungry, desperate fan base that, that experienced years ago a great team and are just, they just want a team that, that, that makes them proud and, and makes them feel like they have a chance to win every night. Do you remember a time when free agents decided that they didn't want to play for the Knicks? You know, because Durant famously said, look, I didn't consider them. Like, basically, I don't care about the legacy, you know, of this place. But they haven't gotten, they haven't attracted that, that big free agent. Why do you think that is? Because of the losing. Um, you know, we can talk all we want about the city and the arena. But if if a team is a is a is a bad team and they they have no shot at the playoffs, and in terms of their roster, it doesn't look like it's going to get better in time. Um, players just don't want to go there. Today, today's young players, uh, they just want to win. And you know, some of them might say, "Oh, I, I want to uh, be on the national stage." You can be on the national stage in in any team in any market in the country. And I think now it's all about winning and the emphasis about winning championships. And that's why we're even seeing, you know, these star players taking lesser roles so they can go to a team that's going to have a chance to advance to the playoffs and maybe win them the ring. I did wonder the atmosphere last night, if that resonates with players now, if they see this, like you, you, now you're starting to see or hear what, you know, you've heard about in previous generations here. Um you know, Zion Williamson talking about New York and, you know, it, it almost felt like he was flirting with the Knicks uh, earlier this season. And I, I just wonder if if this is a team that could get out of this first round and go to another round and you get more of these games, this atmosphere, this environment. Can that resonate with younger players in the NBA that wanting to be part of something that's special or different? Yeah, I think it can, Dan. And, and you know, last night, one of the biggest cheers of the night in the middle of the game, they put up on the big screen a tweet from LeBron James talking about how, wow, this building's loud, the garden is rocking. The place exploded when it saw that because another player, another player who declined to come when he had the opportunity is talking about what a great atmosphere it is. And, and to me, that was always the number one priority for, for this regime this year was to establish that things have changed that now this is a good destination because you have a chance not only to play in New York, but more importantly, to play on a team that has a chance to be successful, that plays well together, that has an excellent future. And, and that was number one. All this extra stuff, uh, getting into the playoffs, getting the fourth seed, maybe advancing to the second round, although we're, we're obviously short of that right now. Um, I think that in some ways is secondary. They have now changed the perception around the league, not just from players, but agents who have a very big say in what players go in many occasions. So I think that perception changing has is, is been the most important thing for them. The, uh, the FU Trey, uh, Trey Young is balding. Um, I mean, this is, this is the opening round game against the Hawks, Mike. It's not, <laughs> it's not like, you know, the Sixers are in town or the, you know, you're playing the Nets. Yeah, they, they the series is tied at one. <laughs> no, uh, first, and I must say again, being a New Yorker with all that's happened over the past year and with the franchise over the past eight years, it's very easy to get caught up into it. So I I, I understand that. 
as for the the, the chance, <laughs> not to sound like the the parental scolding gray haired old man, but come on, let's we can be better than that. Um, think of something clever. Think of something funny. Um, even think of something hostile. But the, that one particular chant F. Trey Young over and over again, and it was not just a handful of people. It was a lot. I, I think we can do better than that. I was I was disappointed in that. And I don't know. It looks like there's video of somebody spitting on Trey Young. Uh, were you aware of that? I saw the headline. I didn't see it. Wasn't aware of it until yeah. Yeah. about a half hour ago. Uh, and that's you know same thing with the Russell Westbrook. I mean, spitting and throwing popcorn are, are clearly two different things. Um, but I, I, I think it's it's something that just has to be stopped. Westbrook is right. And it's up to the arenas and it's up to the teams to to make sure if that happens and even the fans around them to 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 try and stop that thing right away because it's just I mean it's it's clearly disgusting when people do stuff like that. He's Mike Breen, Hall of Famer. By the way, congratulations on that honor. How Thank did, you, Dan. How did you find out about that? Um the initial time was I got a um I got a, uh, an email. They tried to call me. I was on a flight and I got an email um, while I was on the flight. I think it was New York to LA. So I'm, I'm reading the email and, you know, something like that brings about so many memories of so many people that helped you. So I'm sitting on the plane. And of course, now I'm, I've got tears in my eyes and they're streaming down my face. And the guy sitting next to me is looking at me like, Oh, am I sitting next to one of these clowns? <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to tell him, no, I'm okay. But I, I, I didn't have the heart to tell him. You should have gotten on the loudspeaker and just said, look, I'm emotional in case you're wondering. Uh, you know, Trey Table's in the upright and locked position, and I'm a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if that would have worked as well. Or I should just just looked at him and said, I just get emotional every time I find <laughs> <laughs> uh, when did When did you uh, develop the bang? When, when did that come about with your, your signature call? Uh, actually, in college, when I was a student at Fordham, I broadcast the games on the college radio station, WFUB, and I didn't use it on the air. I used it when I went as a fan. You know, when I wasn't calling the games, I was in the stands rooting on my, on my college team. And when a Fordham player hit a big shot, I would, as a fan, scream it out. And I tried it on the air a couple of times when I was doing college radio, and I didn't like it. I didn't think it was it worked, so I kind of shelved it for a while. And then I started doing some some TV later on, and I felt it worked better. And I liked it at the end of games when it was a big call because I didn't feel I had the strong enough voice to override the crowd. And if you have you know a single syllable word that kind of punctuates the the moment and then get out of the way and let the crowd take over. That's when I, I started using that on, on a regular basis. And I thought, you know, it was a good time at that point of the game to use. A bang-worthy moment. I go back to Steph Curry hit a shot at 2015 Oklahoma City from Correct. about, you know, 38 feet. And, it, like, it, it, it was a great exclamation point. Without taking away from the play, you added to the play by just that – and then, you know, it, it just, it felt like, how did I do, by the way? <laughs> I thought you did very well. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, but, yeah. Well, sometimes when you go back and listen to it, you, you, the, I think, oh, who's the screaming fool? But if you love the sport, and I do, and I've, I've loved basketball since I was a kid, uh, you so get caught up in the emotion. And that particular play that you speak of was 
that was when he was on that incredible run. The team was like 54 and five and everything worked together. And, and he got hurt earlier in the game. They were down 12 and they still came back and won. It was that magic carpet ride they were on. So you just, you get caught up in the moment sometimes. Could you maybe give me uh, Patrick for three? You can give me a bang or something. I mean, is it probably unprofessional, but uh, you know, I thought I'd ask. Well, do you have a basket there? Do you have a ball you can shoot? Is that I, possible? I do have a hoop here, but you can assume it's going in. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it's me. You're, you're very cocky with your game. Yes, you? I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> I, if nobody's guarding me, I'm uh, I'm I'm Trey Old. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I'm going right. to make it. Dan Patrick for three, bang. Okay, you nailed it. I love that's it. A first, that's a first quarter. Yeah, oh, I know, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> I know. I, I can't wait for the fourth quarter and overtime there. Uh, how close do you think LeBron was to coming to the Knicks? I don't think he was close at all. I know the story recently came out yeah. that he wanted um, but that his wife didn't want to. Now, who knows if that's if that's true or not. But the way I look at it, if he really wanted to come to New York, he'd be there. He would have been there. And uh, I, I don't think it was. I don't. I, I don't think at that particular time it was. It was even a possibility. Yeah, I wonder about that. That if his wife didn't want to go, and uh, you know, she's probably saying, "All right, we've been in Cleveland. We've been in Miami. We've been back to Cleveland." Now, where are we going? And she probably, I could understand her saying, look, let's just pick a spot where we're going to stay so I can raise the family here. Yeah, it's, it's only he knows for sure. Um, but I didn't think, you know, I think he was being kind uh, to saying, okay, yeah, I thought about it. It was a possibility. I really was interested, but I, I, don't, think, I don't think there was a chance that we're going to get him. We got uh, one of your broadcast partners, Jeff Van Gundy, on the show tomorrow. Why is he so cranky? <laughs> he's actually he's, he's actually uh well i shouldn't say it we we haven't spoken in months uh we, we had an argument a couple months ago we were able to do it professionally on the air um but off the air so if he's got something going on that makes him cranky i'm not really certain wow. why wow i don't <laughs> wow that that was a marv albert an- answer there that that i'll take the ultimate compliment yes Yes, that definitely a Marv Albert answer. You got uh, Suns Lakers on Sunday. Do you have that? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And then you got Nets Celtics. You got that tomorrow night. Yes, that'll be that'll be a hostile crowd as well. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it matters without Jalen Brown there. That's a good point. But yeah. it, if if the Celtics don't compete, uh, they'll spend the night. Uh, booing Kyrie Irving, probably. Yeah, and then Suns-Lakers, I don't know the availability of uh, of Chris Paul. Does that, have you ever, when's the last time you were surprised going into a game and you're like, this team has no chance of winning this game? Oh, it happens all the time. I mean, that's the beauty of the NBA. Now, does it happen in the playoffs? Perhaps not. I, I thought, you know what, I was surprised, I was really surprised at uh, the other night, game two, uh, Clippers and Mavericks. All right, so Clippers lose game one at home. All right, that happens. But then to come back and beaten like that, that that was a surprise because this is a Clipper team that their whole season is geared toward getting back in the playoffs and redemption from from the collapse last year. And for them to have that, um, it shows, number one, how there's something still not right there. And number two, that Luka Doncic is going to be one of the all-time greats. 
Well, you're a Hall of Famer, so he'll eventually <laughs> join you in the Hall of Fame, I guess, Mike. Is that what you're saying? Was that a roundabout way of me? Com- wow, that is self-serving. Uh, I can't. Well, I can't wait to get on a plane now and and, and go over the loudspeaker. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, no, just have the flight attendant just say, you know, and we would like to uh, let everybody know we have a Hall of Famer on the flight. He's uh, Mike Breen. He's seated in two A. Uh, don't don't come up to him. He's crying right now. But uh, uh, <laughs> well, have- this. Do you do you get like as you get older? I mean, um, do you get more emotional as you get older? Oh yeah, I'm a mess. But you cry at commercials? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we're kindred spirits. Oh no, it's embarrassing. Like if I, my son got married a couple of weeks ago. I, I was holding on to the back of my wife's shoulders, crying into her hair, trying to muffle the sound as my son came down. You think Dick Vermeil's an emotional mess. I, 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 I crush him. People, I was making the wedding party cry. It's like it was just horrible. Horrible. I'm, I'm heaving. You know when you cry and it's like, <laughs> my son's getting married. I should be happy. I'm crying. I got three daughters, Mike, that I got to walk down the aisle. There's no way I can do it. Oh, forget it. Forget it. My worst one, again, was, <laughs> I shouldn't say this, again, it was on a plane. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to watch a movie. And I pick, because I remember this movie I enjoyed with my kids, Finding Nemo. It's one of the great <laughs> adult movies. And as the movie is near the end, and it's this wonderful father-son relationship, I'm crying on the plane watching Finding Nemo. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's no shame in that, but you're only by yourself. You're more by yourself there. I, I'm on display. God, I, 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 I want my daughters to get married, but I don't want them to get married just because I don't want to cry. Well, I wanted to, I, I'm proud of you, Dan. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Uh, safe travels and uh, good luck on the plane. <laughs> Bang! 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 <laughs> Bang! Curry from 38. Bang! I'll work on that. I'll work on that. Thank you, Mike. That's uh, the Hall of Famer, Mike Breen. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan and see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We bring in Dominic Wilkins, the Hall of Famer, the Hawks Vice President of Basketball. And uh, 26, close to 27,000 points when it was all said and done. He's broadcasting the Hawks playoff games for uh, Bally Sports and he joins us now. Neek, good morning. How you feeling? Good. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, were you ever told how your parents came up with Dominique as your name? Uh, yeah, actually, my dad was in the military. Um, he was in the army for 26 years. But anyway, uh, I was born in Sobourne, France, right outside of Paris, and we had a nanny who named me and basically she said to my mom, look at little Dominique. And she said, that's not his name. She said, well, it should be. And my mom said, okay, we <laughs> changed his name to little Dominique. Really? <laughs> but actually Dominique is my middle name. My first name is Jacques, Jacques Dominique. Wow. So you certainly had the French influence there. Yeah, I do. I do. Can't speak a lick of it, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if we came up with a uh, a nine foot rim and had you and Jordan do a dunk contest right now. 
it would be the greatest nine foot dunk contest ever because <laughs> we don't have to jump as high anymore. So that, that would be fun, actually. But, uh, you know, I talked to Dr. J about dunking. He said that he can still dunk. He said it's it's not going up. It's coming down that hurts so much. You know, I say that all the time. You know, it's, it, it is not the going up that, that, that hurts. Coming down is what's going to kill you, you know. But, you know, I can still dunk as well at right age of 61. But, uh, you know, you're going to have some aches and pains later on, though. Did you ever feel sorry for when you dunked on somebody? Uh, not an ounce. And that was the most exhilarating feeling that you could ever have, especially when you do it when you dunk on big guys. Big guys, where it seemed like to get you charged up after you make a great play like that. Give me the guy you dunked on and you just said, man, that is so good. Well, you know, quite a few, <laughs> but I, I would I would say guys like Package Ewing, uh, guys like Bob Lanier, who didn't speak to me for nine years after I dunked on him one time. <laughs> yeah, um, you know Robert Parrish and guys like that. I mean, it, I, I just really got me off when I would dunk on bigger guys. Well, you dunked on Bird, didn't you, a few times? A few times, a few times, you know. Probably shouldn't have jumped. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you can tell when guys go up to block a dunk or contest it, and then they start to go up and they realize, I'm starting to come down and you're still going up. This isn't yeah, going to end mean, well. You've, you've seen those situations many times, you know, where, where you got the great high flyers and you go up and challenge and when you get in there, you're like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. And, you know, when you got the great high flyers, man, they have the ability to hang in the air a little bit longer than others. Just a beautiful thing to watch. We brought up your brother the other day when he was labeled the Jordan stopper. And I felt bad for your brother because you knew that was going to make Michael mad when you, oh, you're the Jordan stopper, huh? You know what? I called my brother when he said that. And I said, so I said, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, I said, you don't want to wake a sleeping giant. Are you crazy? And uh, he said, hey, he put on his pants like I do. I said, Gerald, Gerald, <laughs> you know, if you're a good defensive player, you don't have to talk about it, man. You don't want to get him riled up. Man, I think he averaged like 40 in that series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever there was this guy's the next Jordan or this guy is the Jordan stopper, I went, this isn't going to go well. It's just, it's, nah, it's not. And, you know, and I used to love when guys talk trash, you know, and say things because – I would be so jacked up and ready to play against that, that guy. He was going to have a long night. The atmosphere at the Garden last night, like you played at the Boston Garden, you know, in those playoff games with the Celtics. Like, exactly. Uh -huh. Just like that environment. What is that like to play in an environment when, you know, the opposing team hates you? There's no better environment than those hostile environments as an opponent on your court. That's what basketball is all about. That's what competing is all about. I embrace it. And it really it's a compliment to you as an individual when fans boo you and, and, and try to come at you. It's a, it's a compliment to you because, because they know how good you are. And that's the thing that happened to Trey Young. And, you know, I said, to you know, the last couple of days, that's just the respect they have for him. If they didn't respect him, they wouldn't say anything. But also, what is he, 20 years of age? I mean, imagine yeah, you're 20. Yeah, I mean, Neek, you're 20 years of age. You're in the garden. They're saying, F you, Trey Young. I mean, wow. It's a bit much. I will say that. But at the same time, uh, when you kick somebody's ass, they don't chant as much, you know? Then, then at the end of the day, 
you know, when the series is over, those same fans say, you know what? We have to give him his respect and his, his due because he came to play. And so he's one of those young superstars that's embraced it. Don't bother him. You know, he loves it, matter of fact. So, and that's what great players do. That's what really the good and great players do. They embrace that because that's what competing is all about. Do you recognize today's NBA? Oh, yes, of course. Yes. You know, and look, we all play in a different time. You know, when I hate when people get to comparing, oh, this area is better, that area is better, you know, this, you know, this area is more talented. And it's just ridiculous when I hear that stuff. You know, I'd say if people do their history and go back, you know, when some of the greatest players that ever played this game were playing, you know, it was a knockout, drag out type of game where guys just went at each other. It was very competitive. And so we've had our time. You know, it's these guys' times. And so only thing I hate is when they try to discredit us to prove a point. Yeah, I just wonder who would have benefited the most in today's rules who you played with. I wish that nobody couldn't touch me. <laughs> you know, back when I played, you know, I was getting 28, 30 plus in the hand check era, you know, and people ask me all the time, oh, what would you have? I said, I don't know. If you couldn't touch me, I can tell you to be over 35 a game, you know, because I love the physical contact. So the fact that they can't touch you like that anymore definitely would be beneficial to me what's the best performance you ever witnessed the best performance i ever witnessed and part of was against michael jordan and i never had a player to do this before i think i had 57 in atlanta we go back to chicago weeks later and i remember michael jordan walks in our locker room before the game we in suit and tie haven't gotten dressed yet. he walks in our locker room and I'm like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> you know, so I'm thinking maybe going to the training room or something. So he walks by me, he walks by Kevin Willis, and he gets to Randy Whitman and he slaps him on behind. And he said, lace him up. It's going to be a long night. He turned and walked out. <laughs> and I'm in shock. I'm like, did he just? And I didn't know what to say. I said, well, you tell that so-and-so, Scotty Pippen, I'm going to kick his ass. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. He had 60. <laughs> and, 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 but... You know, even though he had 60, it's the way he had it. You know, it was electric, man. I mean, it was it was incredible to witness. You know what he was, though, Nick? When we see Kobe, Kobe was a volume shooter. Mike was pretty economical. Like, it, he, he, he made the most of his possessions and his shots. It, he was so efficient, as well as being an assassin, a killer out there on the floor. And he wanted to basically take your heart with every possession. That's who he was. I mean, he wasn't a guy without there make friends. I, my greatest battles that I've had was against Michael. Michael and I are probably the only ones in the history. I mean, not I would say throughout our career, through our whole career, we were the only two as foes to average over 30 against one another for a career. I mean, that's how competitive it was. Do you think we're headed for uh, Lakers Nets? I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far as of yet, you know, because Lakers still got to get by Phoenix, even though home court has swung back into the Lakers' favor. It's going to be a good – I think that's still going to be a good – it all depends on if Chris Paul is healthy. If he's not healthy, I, I think it would be tough for Phoenix. Yeah. I really do. I mean, because, you know, you got LeBron, you got AD over there. As long as you got those two guys healthy and playing the way they did the other night, it's, it's still, I think, it would be tough to beat the Lakers. You okay with these guys joining teams, you know, these super teams? Well, that's the way it is now. 
That's where it is now. You know, the thing is that when we played, I always wanted to try to win for this city in Atlanta. And only way I figured that I can measure my greatness is to play against the greatest players. So no, none of us wanted to, to join teams. If it happened, it happened. But we didn't, you know, seek teams out to, because you couldn't do it in those days anyway. Not like that. Things have changed. Players have more control now. Well, I think one of the first times I remember was when Moses Malone joined Dr. J in Philadelphia. And that felt like a, a super team. I mean, they already had a talented team, but he, I think he was a free agent and he joined the 76ers yes, with Doc. Yes. But it wasn't like, you know, it was, you know, public knowledge that he might be going here or going there. It just happened with, you know, a guy ended up in a situation, team had enough money, you know, they moved to another player. And the next thing you know, Moses Malone is still out there, hadn't signed. Or he hadn't decided he wasn't signing with anybody yet. But when the opportunity came up to go to Philly, you know, he went to Philly. And, yeah, they had a great team. But, yeah, they became a super team when he came there. Do you still hold a grudge against anybody? You know, no. I held grudges when I played against guys. but And I didn't like certain guys. But now I want to talk to those guys about the way we – no, I take that back. Certain guys. <laughs> you know, some guys I still can't stand. <laughs> but, give, me a, um, give me a couple of names you, th- you, you don't like. Well, well, guys that, we, you know, we hate each other. And the and funny thing is we ended up playing together uh, for a year, and that was Chuck Person. Man, we fought all the time. I mean, fistfights we've had. And now I end up on the team when I'm like, I'm on this team with a guy I absolutely cannot stand, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but after you retire, man, like, call him along. And I, up to the time we had had conversation, we didn't talk to each other over, over 21 years. We really didn't. From the time he played to the time years after retiring. And I remember we went to an event. And I cracked some corny joke. And call Malone family was sitting on one side. My family was sitting on the other side. It's a neat. I didn't know you that funny. And we said, yeah, we thought you were a-hole. <laughs> and it broke the ice. And Carl Malone, myself, and Clyde Drexler, we're like brothers now. We're close. We're so close. Man, because we cherish the times that we competed and played against one another. You know, so we, we live for those conversations. Were you okay with Patrick Ewing? Oh, Pat was a, was a very close friend of mine as well. Uh, loved Patrick Ewing's spirit, loved him as, as a player, respected him a lot. And even to this day, you know, Pat and I, you know, we, we, we were very close friends. Yeah. Well, he had that demeanor on the floor, though. He had a. Oh, he had, he had attitude. Yeah. He had attitude. But that was the respect that we had for another. It was an unspoken thing that we didn't have to speak to one another. We didn't have to shake hands. You know, we knew what we were here for. Well, you, that was you, have, to, you have to hate Bill Lane Beer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him and Mahorn, I, man, I think everybody in the league hated them. That's true. They did. But but the funny thing is, man, I you know, I talk to Mahorn these days, man, and we laugh about that stuff now. And, you know, if you, if you talk to both of those guys, they're really big teddy bears. They really are, you know. But when you put them between the lines – they, you know, it's like their whole demeanor, it changes. And that's what competitiveness does, you know. But, you know, those guys was, there was some tough, rugged, you know, nasty guys, you know. But, you know, I remember Lambert took me out of the air one time. We had, we, I jumped up and I'm swinging and, you know, punches being thrown. After the game, I see him 
at a restaurant slash lounge. Hey, Nick, how you doing? I'm like, <laughs> do you remember you just took me out of the air? <laughs> you know, you forgot. <laughs> but but Lane Beer knew his job. Like yes, he, he, he kind of he's like an actor. You know, this guy shows up, then becomes a character, and then when he's done, then he walks off, and then he's different. Yeah, that's what that's who Lambert was. You know, it, it was like an actor in a sense, but his demeanor and his attitude, you know, when, as far as his focus of the game, was bar none some of the most focused guys I've ever seen. I mean, they were there for one reason to take your heart, and uh, it was something to to to, to experience and, and and compete against. But it made it fun. It's great to catch up with you, as always, Nick. Have fun the rest of this series. Should be pretty spirited, and uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Pat. Good to see you, man. That's uh, Dominic Wilkins, the uh, Hall of Famer, the Hawks Vice President of Basketball, and he's uh, working the Hawks playoff games for Valley Sports. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The brilliant EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz available with digital light technology. So smart, even the headlamps are thinking. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQE SUV. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.